resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Weakness raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed of God. Never there'll be no more sorrow. No, no more pain. There'll be no more strife. Yes, raised in the likeness of my Savior. Ready to live in glory. I'll be glad. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life eternal. Free from every imperfection, youthful and happy I shall be. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Glorified with Him forever, death will be lost in victory. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed Never of God. There'll be no more sorrow. No more pain. There'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness in of his likeness. Ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. When the last trump of God shall sound I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal grains All bursting saints are shouting Heavenly beauty all around I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the reading of God to stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness in of his likeness. Ready to live, I'll be glad. glad. I'll have a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. Just want to let you know I'm Bruce Kessler, the host. And that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you see, in him and him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be answering the question, Do you have hope? Do you have hope? hope we look forward to that study segment but before we get there a few things along the way and the first is headline news you won't believe this folks get this Christian author and apologist Ken Ham is expressing skepticism about a headline-grabbing claim that the site of Noah's Ark has been found in Turkey near the border of Iran. That's right, folks. Did you hear about that? The U.S. Sun sparked the debate 
about the site last week with a story recounting how researchers had used 3D scans to study a formation on Mount Tenderek in Turkey that has the boat-shaped dimensions of Noah's Ark. Mm-mm-mm. Researchers first suggested in 1959 that the site could be Noah's Ark. 3D scans, however, are new. The research was conducted by the organization Noah's Ark Scans, which says the new data increases the likelihood that the formation is a man-made structure that appears to match the biblical description of Noah's Ark. They showed parallel lines and angular shapes beneath the surface that appeared to resemble rooms, possibly underneath a deck-like platform. It's not what you would expect to see if this site was just a solid block of rock or an accumulation of random debris from a mud flow. But Ham, the founder and president of ministry, answers in Genesis said he isn't convinced. This isn't a new find. It was first postulated as an ark site back in 1959 and has been disputed and refuted ever since, including by Christians and creationists who believe God's word and would certainly love to find the ark, although we don't have to. Has Noah's ark been found? We would say no. How about that, folks? How about that? Ken Ham skeptical, skeptical that Noah's Ark has been discovered. This isn't a new find. Oh, my folks. My, oh, my. Well, now, listen to this. You won't believe this. Scientists in modern-day Jordan have uncovered evidence of a giant meteor exploding in the atmosphere nearly 4,000 years ago that could account for the biblical story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, they're finding all kinds of things here, folks. The scientists reported their findings in the journal Nature saying a highly unusual catastrophic event occurred 3,600 years ago high above Tel El-Haman, Jordan, that left a charcoal-rich destruction layer in the ground. At least 50,000 people lived in it and the surrounding area at the time, the scientists estimate. The event would have resulted in fire falling from the sky killing the city's inhabitants and leaving the region uninhabitable for centuries due to an excess of salt. Can you believe that, folks? Further, the event would have been even more powerful than the 1908 explosion over Tunguska, Russia, which detonated with 1,000 times the power of the Hiroshima atomic bomb. It would have demolished and pulverized mud brick walls across the city, leveling the city, causing extensive human mortality. The study shows. Wow, scientists say that their paper does not relate to the age or location of Sodom, although they noted that the parallels are 
striking. The city would have been burned and melted, they say. The description in Genesis of the destruction of an urban city in the Dead Sea area is consistent with having been an eyewitness account of a cosmic airburst, that is, stones falling from the sky, fire came down from the sky, thick smoke rose from the fires, a major city was devastated, city inhabitants were killed, and area crops were destroyed, the scientists right. Can you believe that? Has Sodom been found? Scientists say meteor and fire from the sky melted the ancient city. <laughs> my, oh my, folks. What news we have this morning. Mm. Well, now get this, get this. According to a new federal lawsuit, a New York state agency violated a Christian adoption agency's constitutional rights by opening an investigation and then harassing it about its beliefs on marriage. The lawsuit alleges that New York State Division of Human Rights opened the investigation into New Hope Family Services, even though New Hope has enjoyed multiple court victories in recent months. New Hope is privately funded and does not accept government money. Founded in 1958, the mission of Hope is to be Christ's hands extended to all for hope and help to people with pregnancy, parenting, adoption, post-abortion needs. Its adoption ministry primarily focuses on placing infants and very young children into Homes. Alliance Defending Freedom is representing New Hope. ADF says two federal courts, the North District of New York, Second Circuit Court of Appeals, previously have found that the state's actions against the ministry likely are unconstitutional. New York is threatening to investigate and penalize New Hope under the same law for exactly the conduct and speech which courts have already held are protected by First Amendment. What is happening to New Hope Family Services is part of a disturbing trend from Alaska and Washington to Colorado and New York. Activists are weaponizing the legal system to ruin those who simply disagree with them. We have filed this lawsuit to put a stop to state officials' illegal and indefensible harassment of New Hope. My, 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 folks, can you believe that? New York threatens Christian adoption agency over biblical beliefs about marriage. Whew. All we can do, folks, is just pray, pray, pray. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. Well, now, this day in church history. All right, this day in church history in 1633, John Cotton, famed early American preacher and author, is named a teacher of Boston Church, Massachusetts. 
1747, death of Archbishop and Canterbury John Potter, a high churchman who tried to restore some lapsed practices of the Church of England. He authored useful books, including a mathematics textbook and antiquities of Greece. In 1903, death of Emma Revel Moody, the wife and co-worker of evangelist Dwight L. Moody, sometimes called the backbone of his success. Her serenity and mastery of finances counterbalanced his impulsive and emotional nature. Finally, on this day in church history, in 1958, Death of George Bernard, American Methodist evangelist and hymn writer who authored and composed the music for the popular hymn. And folks, we know this one, The Old Rugged Cross. My, oh my, folks, my, oh my. And that's This Day in Church History. Folks, we have our thankfulness segment. We have our passage for today's broadcast in Psalms 104, verse 33. Psalms 104, verse 33. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. This just speaks so wonderfully to the attitude and the mindset of the individual who loves God first and foremost in their lives. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. Amen, folks. That's our thankfulness passage for this segment. Psalms 104, verse 33. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. And now, folks, we have a little bit of fun and name that Bible character. Is your clue. It's going to be a little bit different again for this week. You're just going to complete a Bible passage. He says this, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one, what's the missing word? One flock and one, what is the missing word? Here's the scripture one more time. The other sheep, Jesus said, I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one Fill in the missing word. We'll reveal the answer to that tantalizing clue following our study message. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final segment of Name That Bible Character. All right, folks, pull up a chair, get you a hot cup of coffee or hot cup of tea, or cold drink, or whatever you like, but get your Bibles and let's open up the fantastic and powerful Word of God. The study I have for today's message is, Do You Have Hope? 
Now, sometimes we say things like, I hope we win today. If it's a football game, like we got many in the church who love to watch football, they hope their team will win, but they really don't know if their team will really end. So it's that kind of hope that is unsure, uncertain, the future is unknown. You don't really know. But there is a hope that we can have, not only for the present that gets us by day to day, but there is a hope that is called a living hope. Do you have hope, friend? I pray that you do. The hope that I'm talking about is a hope that is centered in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The reality of an empty tomb. When the women first showed up and the angel says, what are you looking for? He is risen. It is that resurrection that is the powerful provision for the kind of hope that we all need that centers us. And not only centers us, but gives us great victory over this life and the life that is to come that is beyond the grave. Amen. So it is the resurrection that introduces us to this great hope. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And let's listen to the words of the Apostle Paul as he says this starting in verse 15. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15. Therefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. This is a prayer that we all need, folks. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling. We need to know more about this hope. We need to know more about what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe amen folks according to the working of his mighty power and what is that in verse 20 which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places hallelujah glory and amen far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come, holy, righteous Jesus, that he might put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that empowers us, that gives us, plants in us, introduces us, unlocks this kind of great hope. Amen, folks. It is a hope that is puzzling to the world. How can we go from day to day surrounded by all this chaos 
and still hold our heads up high. How is that possible? Because of the hope that is established in the realization and power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, it's a hope that is centered on a belief, a belief of something that is certain and factual and true. That is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God informs us, gives us this knowledge. It is the basis of the gospel message. He invites you to a living promise. He invites you to a living hope, a powerful hope. It's expressed by Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1. Now get this, folks. This is powerful and true and wonderful. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, already revealed, ready to be revealed in this last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if indeed you have been grieved by various trials. You see, friend, it's a hope that's not attached to a policy. It's a hope that's not attached to a, a government. It's a hope that's not attached to a curriculum. It's none of those things, but it's a hope that is rooted and established in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says, living hope. That word living is powerful. It's an indicator of just how powerful the resurrection is. And that, that word means to be active, to be fruitful. It's life. It's not dead life. It's alive. It's powerful. It's moving. It's renewing. Transforming. That's what it is, folks. So the first is that the resurrection introduces us to a great hope. A hope that is living. It gets us from day to day and moves us and transforms us every day that we live. Heads held high no matter the circumstances that we face. Amen, folks. Number two. Number two is hope, this kind of hope that I'm talking about and that the Scriptures is talking about is a hope that looks to the future. I guess you could say it's the beginning of the end. It looks beyond the day-to-day. -day. It looks beyond the physical and looks to the future of that day in which we will all be resurrected. Our bodies will be climbing out of the grave. Amen, folks. Romans chapter 8. Turn with me there. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits 
for the revealing of the sons of God. You see, here Paul personifies the, the creation and that it too yearns for what we all yearn for, and that is one day to be in the very presence of God in heaven. But that comes through the resurrection of our bodies from the dead. He goes on to say, verse 20, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. In other words, the creation was also uh, affected by Adam's sin, by our sin. We live in a fallen world, and that affected everything. Verse 21, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. We, we look forward to that day. It's a hope that is established in certainty of our future beyond the grave. Verse 24. For we are saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. That's the kind of hope that we have, folks. Redemption that is to come. One day we all will die and then face the judgment. One day he's going to call like 1 Thessalonians in, in, in chapter 4 verse 13 through 18 says about that resurrection day when the trumpet will sound and the dead will rise from the dead. It is that Whew, folks, I get too excited about this subject. You see, folks, we see brokenness everywhere. And there are so many voices begging your attention to pump your life up with a false sense of hope. But what a powerful reminder of the kind of hope that you and I need to have. A hope based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the empty tomb. He is risen from the dead. And what a glorious truth that means to us. Not only the abundant life, the living hope that we have day by day by day by day, but it's a hope of the future, a living hope that one day our bodies will climb out of that grave and live forevermore, transformed. Amen. And we wait for that day with great patience. Paul sums all this up in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Notice he says this. A snapshot of how all this will look like in 1 Corinthians 15 starting in verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Amen folks. Can I get an amen? And has become the first fruits of of those who have fallen asleep. He sets the pattern, folks. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Amen. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, 
afterward those who are Christ at His coming. Then comes the end when He delivers the kingdom to God the Father when He puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. He must reign till He has put all enemies on His feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Amen, folks. What a great and powerful snapshot. A reminder of where our hope needs to reside. The kind of hope that lifts us up. The kind of hope that gets us from day-to-day life. A living hope that gets us to see not only the physical in which we live, to look beyond the victory, not only of this, the abundant life that Jesus gives, but the victory over death. The victory that looks beyond and sees the great future that we have. That's real hope, folks. Do you have that kind of hope? I pray that you do and you will be the part of that kingdom. Be part of that kingdom that Jesus will deliver to God on that great resurrection day. Amen, folks. Amen. And that's our study for this broadcast. And now, folks, we have our conclusion to Name That Bible Character. All right, friends. It was a, if you remember, it was a passage that you were to complete. Here was the passage. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one... What was the word that was missing that ended the passage? The word is shepherd. That's right. John chapter 10 and verse 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them I also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's right, folks. One flock and one shepherd. And name that Bible character. Folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ by turning your life to Him, submitting your hearts, turning your life to Him through repentance, submitting your life to Him in baptism. You will receive forgiveness of sins, a peace that passes all understanding. My goal here is very simple, that it was to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Visit our website, normanchurch.com. Normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. Thank you for walking along my side during this show. May God bless you. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah. Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah. 
I don't care what they may say. I don't care, I don't care what they may do. I don't care what they may know. I don't Jesus care. is just alright. Oh yeah. Jesus is just alright. Oh yeah. He's my savior and friend. He's my friend to the end. He's my savior and friend. He's my friend to the end. He's my Jesus. He's my friend. He's my friend. He's my friend. Oh Jesus. He's my friend. He's my friend. He's my friend. He took me by the hand. He's my friend. Let me on. Across this big land, Jesus, he's my friend, he's my savior, he's my savior. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah, Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah, Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah. I don't care what they may say. I don't, I don't care what they may do. I don't care what they may know. I don't. Jesus is just alright. Oh yeah. Jesus is just alright. Oh yeah.